Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome one and all. Great to have you along for a great conversation with actor Barry Longden. I'm hoping all of you listening, in the Sioux Empire at least, have survived the first significant snowfall of winter. And you're bracing for some downright cold temps this weekend. But due to that lovely snowstorm, this episode will be a fair bit shy of an hour as uh, some guests couldn't make it because uh, roads were bad, etc. They couldn't get to the Dipsy Doodle studio. But the one guest that did has been seen on stage many times, but this will be his first time on the show. We find out what he likes about all the different characters he's played. That's coming up. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Whatever you're drinking, whatever you're drinking out of might very well be determined by where and when you're listening. My choice, of course, is a Jasper Newton, Jack Daniels Diet Coke with a lime. For you, whether it's a cup of coffee, glass of milk, mug of beer, a cocktail, glass of wine, or flute of champagne, maybe even just a bottle of water, lift it high and toast to drummer of many groups and a previous guest, Al Bourbon. Al had a birthday this week, and uh, he's going to be celebrating tonight by... Drumroll, please. I know. Good pun, huh? You guessed it. Playing drums. Cheers to you, Al Bourbon. Speaking of cheers, if you were a fan of the old sitcom Cheers, then you're going to be in love with Chasers Food and Beverage, West 12th and Ellis Road. The friendly staff, they're going to get to know you by name and provide you with great food and drink and lots of smiles. Coming up Monday night, Dave Holly Hour Trivia at Chasers starting at 7. Now this coming Monday, not a theme, it'll be general, but we're going to play Wild Card. If you've not played Wild Card Trivia, come on out and find out what it's all about. It's where you can not only win a prize in the trivia contest, but maybe win more prizes, even possibly for everyone. All right, so whatever the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, or maybe even shed a tear of joy. 
Friday of last week was the first video shoot for a preview of the upcoming late night booming season. Season two had a blast while uh, shooting and then a great get together slash show reunion in the evening. Uh, played some games and had some good food and so forth. Great fun. Very much looking forward to season two that's coming up this spring. Coming up in just a few minutes, so actor Barry Longden on the Dave Holly Hour. Calling all artists and creators in Sioux Falls and beyond. Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts wants you to be part of our showcase. Are you a painter with a passion for color? A sculptor with a flair for the unconventional? Or a mixed media maestro pushing the boundaries of creativity? We want to see your unique vision grace the walls of Serendipity Studio. Join us in celebrating the diversity of all artistic expression. Whether you're an emerging talent or an established artist, Serendipity Studio, located in the heart of Sioux Falls in the historic Shriver Building on Phillips Avenue, it's the place for your imagination. Imagine your work being admired by art enthusiasts, supporters, and fellow creators. This is your opportunity to showcase your talent or connect with the local art community and be a part of a vibrant, supportive network. The submission process is as easy as picking up a paintbrush. Head over to our website at serendipitystudiosd.com to find all the details on how to submit your portfolio. We welcome all styles, mediums, and perspective. Let your creativity run wild and let Serendipity Studio be the stage for your artistic brilliance. Serendipity Studio is not just a space, it's a community that celebrates the richness of artistic expression. Join us in making the gallery a masterpiece. Artists, the spotlight is waiting for you at Serendipity Studio. Submit your work today and let your art tell your story. Visit SerendipitySTUDIOSD.COM for more information or stop by the gallery in person at 230 South Phillips Avenue on the second floor. To learn more, we can't wait to be amazed by your creativity. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street, TJS Ceramics. Inside Oscar's mini storage, we have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed ready-to-purchase items. Bisque, studio time, or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person today or email tjsceramics at gmail.com for more details. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant program gives away several microgrants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssiouxfalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssiouxfalls.org. 
Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes, we just get excited at this point when every time I start a conversation because we hit to say it's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Always a pleasure as well to have a new guest on the show. And uh, he's he's been on the radar for quite some time. But, you know, when they've got this community of artists that are just all amazing you, you have a tough time getting everybody in in just two episodes uh, or, you know, two conversations per episode. But Barry Longden, actor, and what else? I mean, what else? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Dave. Yeah, great uh, to have you. Great yeah. to see you. And uh, you, you've been on the radar because uh, I see your work all the time. And it's like, okay, the guy's a great character actor. I mean, he's got it. But what do you want to be? Is that how you want to be? You want to be a character actor or just think of me as an actor? I mean, well, I mean, there's lots of ways to act, of course, you know, because, you know, I'm also a teacher. Mm -hmm. I teach at Harrisburg High School. I'm in the Freshman Academy teaching freshmen. So I get to be kind of a character there, too, you know, working with teenagers that are less than enthusiastic <laughs> about, you know, <laughs> wanting to be a part of that group. Um, you know, and then with the acting realm, you know, with all of my work, I do mostly at the Premier Playhouse that I've done since I moved here. And then I also do, you know, The Dinner Detective, where I'm a, an actor within that, too. And there's a lot of improvisation with that True. aspect as well. I, I tend to detect more often than not. So, um, <clears throat> and then uh, I also work with uh, Lindsay Lindemann's company, Simply Ever After, as a character actor there as well. So, <laughs> yeah, it feels like I am kind of pigeonholing myself just a smidge. But, um, no, I, I I think character acting is a lot of fun because it's, you like to be someone that's larger than life, someone that's different than, you know, the norm. Someone right. that, If you saw them out in public, you'd be like, what in the world? <laughs> but you go, you get to be that person on stage and it's completely normal and people expect that sort of thing. So. What's been the most fun to play as a character actor? Well, I mean, are we talking like recently or are we talking like all time? Cause all I, time. Because I've been doing this actually a long time because I'm from Rapid City originally. Mm -hmm. And I did I did theater there for probably close to seven years before I even moved. So I was just thinking about it, actually. I was, um, I think about those shows that I, you know, I would go back to in a heartbeat and I would do again. No questions asked. So one of the characters that came to my mind was uh, William Barfay from the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And so this character is just the nerdiest of all nerds. You know, he he's into science and math and technology and everything. And he and he's kind of standoffish and he's condescending and rude and obnoxious. And it's just su super fun to play because <laughs> you just get to be kind of that way to everyone on stage. But then, you know, you come off stage and then you talk to people in real life and they're like, oh, oh, no, you're actually quite delightful. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's really fun to have that kind of that 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 switch in gears like it's almost like a light switch turning it off and on, and and to play somebody completely different than what your personality is is always a, a hoot anyway because like right now I'm in a video shoot that uh, 
I play an asshole of an author. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's uh, very interesting and to see the reactions and so forth, too. It's like, yeah, okay, well, we got that out of them, didn't we? But uh, then, you know, when, when somebody even approaches you and says, um, well, can you play an asshole? <laughs> It's I like, guess if you want me to, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> if, you, if you want me to be in this thing, we'll do it. So what was that favorite? You had that uh, character for the uh, spelling bee, and uh, what did you bring to it? I mean, I just kind of imagined myself as like a 13-year-old kid again. Yeah. And what I would, probably would have been like, because we like to think that we were stable and appropriate as a 13-year-old, but we probably weren't. So I just imagined, okay, what would I have been like at that age, going through puberty, being awkward, being into all the nerdy stuff that not everyone else is into? How would I approach life and how would I approach social situations? And I was like, let's do that. Yeah. That's going to be a, a blast. Yeah, because that day. age is so fun anyway, because mm -hmm. you've got to try and fit in, but yet you don't want to be that. I've got to be popular, but you still want to be popular enough that you're not thought of as something strange uh awkwardness and now you're teaching that awkwardness yeah it's a little bit of that every day too yeah <laughs> everyone's trying to fit in but everyone's trying to figure out who they are too so it's this fun kind of dichotomy yeah or that you see kids in do you listen to the right music you know yeah and, do you know the right slang right wear the right the clothing true the slang these oh, days yeah. you got to be up on so what what are the new ones i don't know if i even want to do this i'll probably get some cringeworthy reactions to it you know <laughs> you know i like to think that i have some w riz sometimes uh-huh and I, there's a couple other ones that I know. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Yeah, Ohio Gat. Yeah. Oh, All okay. Every Gen Z, Gen Alpha listening to this right now is just, oh, gross. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Because, you know, it changes like monthly. I was just going to say, somebody might say something and they might, you might get a response. That was so last week. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, what is it that you love about acting? Well, so much about acting is, I mean, there's a lot of components to it. So we have all the aspects of just getting to meet people in general. That's probably the number one thing I think really draws me to it because it's such a unique environment where it's not like, oh, you're just going to a bar or you're just going to work or you're just going to the supermarket, mm -hmm. you know, these really run of the mill places. It's such a unique atmosphere and the, there's a common goal between everyone it's not competitive it's not like a sport where like hey i'm trying to be better than you are it's uh no we need to work together to figure out this big puzzle that is a show and try and figure out okay where does where's my puzzle piece fit and how do i want to interact with those people around me and then how do i want to make sure that everyone else is having that same opportunity how how, how do they how do i help them find their voice and their character too which is really kind of an interesting uh, phenomenon because you get to try stuff uh you get to workshop things you get to um just come up with all these crazy ideas and see what sticks like i think about little mermaid and uh my director will, will will agree with me on this one and especially with my castmates you know i literally just i tried stuff all the time uh -huh. and if i unless i didn't unless i got told no i kept doing it <laughs> and there was i don't think i ever got told no yeah how many transformations did that character take place then I mean, for Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, well, I was two components to that show. So I played Chef Louie. Yeah. Which I had a pretty good feel for what I wanted anyway. I really emulated the movie character from the original 1989 version of the show. But um, no, it was the, the ensemble characters where you get to have the most fun with that. Because no one tells you, oh, you're this ensemble character. You acted this way. Here's your motivation. <laughs> no, it's more just like, you know what? Try something. See what happens. We'll figure it out. So, you know, uh, between... 
my because I was a C element along with my other elements. Shout out to my elements. They know who they are. Um, <laughs> you get to uh, have different components. Like, for example, we were uh, Ursula elements, and those are kind of more evil. And I remember just being, I was like the cackler. I was always the just, just maniacal and just getting in everyone's face and creeping out little kids, you know, that sort of thing. And then uh, you get the, the fun, happy element, who is just like, it's just like a little kid in a candy store, just like popping bubbles and having a great time dancing around, all that stuff. So, and then you're being a, in like a sailor, for example, too. I was that as well. And that, you know, a little more, a little more sturdy. And, and serious in that role and trying to get stuff done and making sure that the ship's being taken care of and all that. So it, the ensemble roles actually sometimes in, get to be more fun than even the, the principal roles just because the principal roles have an expectation along with them. Oh, they're supposed to behave in this way. You can add your flair to it, but you have to kind of follow the norm that goes that went before you. Whereas the ensemble characters, unless you're given specific direction for it, you can really just have an absolute blast with and make it a lot of fun. All right. So you spent seven years uh, acting in uh, Rapid yep. prior to uh, getting to Sioux Falls. At what age did you begin acting? I mean... And how did you get into it? Well, I like to tell this funny story. I, I did a lot of, like, you know, musical things in, when I was in church when I was mm -hmm. a kid. I wouldn't say anything that was, like, super serious. It was more out of obligation than actual want because I wasn't really big into music and acting and stuff like that when I was a little kid. I felt like I was more forced into it. Like I was forced to take piano lessons and all that. And I didn't like it very much. It wasn't the cool thing to do, especially like through middle school. So I have a funny story about how I got started in high school. That's when I really got into it. So it was the end of my freshman year of high school. And um, <clears throat> they were doing a production of, uh, uh, let's do, we were doing um, Fiddler on the Roof. And so Fiddler on the Roof, um, it was coming up. And then I had a, a girl who I, I wouldn't say I was friends with. It was more of like a frenemy kind of situation. We didn't get along super well. <laughs> I think I recall having a conversation with her and she said something along the lines of, I'm an audition for the show. I bet if you auditioned for it, I'd get a better role than you. And I was like, all right, I'll take that. Throw it out there. Yeah, huh? I'll, I'll, I'll take that challenge. So we did it and we auditioned. I'm a freshman. She's a freshman too. So and it's, it's like, you know, like in March or whatever. And we audition and we get the cast list and she's ensemble, which was expected as a freshman. And then I look at the list and look, I have a named character. Oh my. <laughs> Bragging rights. Let's just say the heckling stopped pretty quickly there. <laughs> and I did that show and I'm like, wow, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you play it with an accent at that age? I mean, probably not, since that was like my first main stage production. I can't imagine it was super great at that time because I was, you know, figuring out what theater was and how it worked and all that. But that that was the first of ten shows that I did in high school then, because I did like two the next year, three and four, I think, something like that. So, and I had a couple leads when I was in high school too before I left. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. And then I, funny enough, I quit for like ten years. When I was in college, I went to an engineering college. They didn't really have like a, a drama program. I didn't really think to do something community-wise at that mm -hmm. time. I was mostly just involved with that. And I did um, some choir things. Like I was in community choirs and stuff like that. But I found that wasn't really my speed. Like the age range of the folks that attended those things didn't really match my my, my generation a little bit. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it was kind of isolating. It wasn't really a fun social experience. And then, um, yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't something. I wanted something more active something that I could really get into and do some more so. But then I found out my second year teaching in Rapid City, they did a production of Les Miserables at the Black Hills Community Theater. And that's when I got back into it again because I was super jealous of my sister. When I graduated high school, her, I think her sophomore or junior year of high school, they got to do Les Mis 
at her school. And I was like, that's not fair. Incredible for a school to be doing it. I know, right? Because I did like, I did the old mainstays. I did Fiddler. I did some music, you know, those sorts of things. But I'm like, man, Lame Mez would have been so much fun. And it came around again. I'm like, oh, let's go. So I got into that and I played Angera in that production. And so then I got back into it again. I was like, yep. I shouldn't have ever left. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back into it again. And that was over 10 years ago now. So. so how many total productions you been in? Cast and crew? Yeah. I probably ballpark it around 50. Okay. Somewhere around there. Main stage productions, yeah. Well, that's a, a hell of a resume to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Uh, so what is it uh, you would like to do beyond this uh, in, in terms of your premier playhouse uh, productions do you want to move on to th- other things uh, do you want to do any directing do you want to do any writing you know it's funny um people ask me like oh you should direct a show i think you'd be really good at it i'm like yeah i kind of do that already it's called teaching yeah <laughs> so i'm fairly content not directing a show just because i know <laughs> that it would t- be overtime compared to your regular day <laughs> right yeah so i'm already kind of doing that all the time anyway i'm lesson planning i'm i'm directing students i'm you know coming up with activities for them to do helping them perform well it's like that sounds like what a director does so um no in that regard i don't really have a strong desire to do that Mm -hmm. i what's fun for me is that the um the acting component that's like where i get to be the kid i get to have the fun so because because like i have to be in charge a lot of the time when i'm at work i get to be the like okay now i can kind of goof off and I i can be silly and and have fun with it so that's like my release so um writing wise i've never really been much of a writer personally i i i like the the performing arts more than the actual like the hard copy stuff Mm -hmm. so much i think that's why i like teaching so much too is because so much of what i do is interacting with kids and um getting to be you know develop relationships with them and have a lot of fun and figure out what makes them tick and how i can help motivate them or support them if they need it so yeah so with 50 roughly uh you know 50 mainstay productions and a lot of characters that you've done and so forth when you go into an audition do you do that i'm going for it no matter what like you do sometimes when you're playing ensemble characters oh i will false send it every single audition <laughs> well what's, what's funny is i was actually having this conversation with another uh theater actor um when i go to auditions they asked me well do you like to for a musical in particular do you like to take tracks or do you like to bring sheet music and i said i always bring sheet music no matter what if i can if i can get away with it the reason being is that number one typically you get to go first so if you have nerves mm-hmm. you can just take them right right then and there and take care of them second is because then you get to set the bar you set the bar for everybody else and you're like hey uh, here's what i bring to the table you get to all meet this or don't meet it depending on your situation so that's always a lot of fun for me because then people hear you they're like um what just happened <laughs> <laughs> so yeah even for ensemble yeah i'll, I'll, I'll go full send it and, right. I, and I, I don't ever expect anything to be given to me i i, I bring the same energy the same uh chutzpah if you want to call it that i love the word chutzpah <laughs> and, and and provide that for any audition that i go to yeah yeah uh and uh, so when it comes to an audition do you get nervous oh every time ah the audition okay. is the absolute worst part of the whole process yeah and if anyone's and waiting for callback callbacks the the actual cast list yeah that's the worst part because the problem with auditions is that you're coming in and you don't know what they're expecting especially if it's like a new director or something you're like i don't know what they want i'm just gonna bring what i got because i don't know what else like opening night for a show is easy yeah you're excited about it but it's like you you know what the show is going to look like you know what to expect you know what to what you're going to do how you're going to interact with your castmates all that you come to auditions you're like well (laughs) here we go (laughs) 
Here's what I'm going to give you. Take it or leave it. Stuff's going to happen, yeah. So, <laughs> What uh, are is maybe a character that you would be loved to be playing in the near future or extended future? I mean, at any time, yeah. I think the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera would just be an absolute blast. Uh-huh. Just because... I've loved that show for such a long time and it's it, it it's been you know it's been inaccessible for a lot of us for so long even though we've grown up with it you know and just that kind of a character would just be really really fun to kind of play around with and what's the motivation behind him all the songs of course are all, are a blast and just the show in general is just really really well done so that would be a big one for me um you know, actually, I was thinking about it. Beetlejuice would be a lot of fun too. Just you know, recently that came That's out, right, yeah. that would be a really fun role too. Just because he's just manic and crazy, and <laughs> all over the place, and just kind of just you're just like, "That's oh, the main character of that show." That's really, really weird. Yeah, just something like that would be fun. Do you have any type of routine before you go on stage? Any you know thing that you love uh, before the warm ups that everybody does as a cast? But is there something that Barry Longden does that get ready and get into character? Yeah, so um for me I'm I'm more of a I like quiet before a show. Mm-hmm. I know some people like to blast music in the dressing room and just right. get hyped up. I'm like, no, I like the quiet contemplation. I like to reserve the energy before going on stage. So for me, um typically when I'm in a musical, I always warm up in the car on the way over. I have some sort of vocal warm up that I have on YouTube or I just pull up or I mean sing along with the song that I have if it's like on the MTI music tracks or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then for character stuff, honestly, I don't really do a whole lot of prep. And most of the prep that I do is when I'm in rehearsal prior to that. So like, I like, I love to get re- memorized really quick with all of my music and all my lines and choreography. Cause then that's when the fun begins. Like all that, all that other stuff is just kind of part of the deal. Yeah. You have to do it. But I really like the aspect of um, getting to play with the different parts of your character, trying stuff out, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't really, if it's a comedic role, having a lot of fun with like the punchlines and figuring out where, what sort of uh, actions you should take, what sort of facial expressions, movements, things like that. So that really helps a ton. So that way, when you come into a show, you don't have to think about it so much. You just kind of just do it. So that quiet time when I, like before show, like I'll sneak off to a stairwell or something by myself and just kind of just sit for like 10 minutes or so. And that kind of helps me get in the zone of like, okay, I'm here, I'm in costume, I'm in makeup. I'm ready to go. And then when I go on stage, then it kind of just like, it's like a light switch just flicks on. And then it's like, okay, here we go. We are performing. We are performing now. <laughs> How about uh, the people that you've worked with in terms of the directors? Obviously, um, because you say you don't really think directors in you uh, because you're already doing that uh, at school during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, who are the ones that you really enjoy working with because they do accept you taking those chances? I mean, recently, um, well, Patrick Simonson was our director and Oliver Mays were our director for Little Mermaid. And mm-hmm. honestly, Patrick really just let me just run. He worked with the people that needed it more. But, you know, since I'm fairly veteran and I knew the show really well already, I, you know, I came into that just kind of like, hey, I'm going to try some stuff out. And I think he just really just gave me that freedom to try it. Uh, Jesse Jensen's another really good one that I've worked with. He does uh, for Young Frankenstein. And so yeah. what's fun about him is he'll say, I want you to try it first. Just do whatever you think is natural, whatever you think will work. And then I'll look at it and go, I don't hate that. Let's work with that. <laughs> or if he'll say, that wasn't quite, quite well along the lines I was thinking, but can we tweak it just a little right. bit? So it's not like saying, hey, you're wrong. It's like, no, I like what you did. Can we tweak it a little bit to make it fit more the style of the show or more my vision of it? And I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. If you want to take what I have as like, like I give you a lump of clay, 
And then you take it and say, hey, I want to mold it a little bit. Let's we, we'll use the stuff that you have because it's good. We'll just mold it a little bit so it fits really, really well. So those are for sure the two um, recently that I really enjoyed working with because they kind of gave me that freedom. I really like having that, art, that um, artistic freedom to make choices as an actor. Did you take a lot of acting? Because you went to an engineering school. I did. So how did you learn the craft? Was it just uh, you got into it and just kept doing it? And uh, it's would, all experience now? Yeah, you would think from my background as a, as a math and kind of technology person that I was like, oh, you probably are really cerebral. You think about stuff a lot. And you study it and you read about it and all that. To my recollection, I don't think I've ever taken a drama theater-related class in my really? life. No. I've literally just been like, hey – can I try this? And people are like, yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very much, uh, I learn by working on the job. OJT. All, all yeah, on the job <laughs> training. Yeah. I've literally just picked it up as I've gone. So with as many shows as I've done, as many years as I've been doing it, just watching, I mean, watching movies, going yeah. to see shows, like you just, all that osmosis just kind of just factors all in. So I mean, like I've been watching Mel Brooks for my entire oh, life. Oh, there you go. Growing up with him, you know, um, Monty Python. Those are all like really good influences. All the whose line is it anyway stuff. Adam Sandler. I yep. mean, pick your favorite. All those things I've been watching my entire life. So I'll, I've picked up these little tiny pieces here and there, and they just really translate really, really well to the the, the, the like the live stage or live performance that comes along with that. So no, I really have not taken much in terms of theater. I didn't go to school for theater. Right. I just kind of just really, really like it. It's a fun <laughs> hobby. Well, it's great to have you in the uh, scene then because of that, you know, most people uh, have at least had some sort of training or, you know, at least a class maybe in college or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, you know, so many now that we have that actually graduated with theater degrees and fine arts degrees, etc. And so it is good to see somebody that just did it, kept doing it, and getting better and better and better and mm -hmm. and to be like you said you know you are a veteran then uh when it comes to uh community theater oh yeah yeah people will so there's obviously you know some people that'll look up to you and do they ever say well hey barry you know i, I saw you try this and is that something i should be doing oh yeah we work i workshops yeah. with people all the time you know of course you know you don't want to be a backseat director and go against what your your at your production team wants but yeah i feel like hey i was thinking about trying this like can i just show it off to you i'm like yeah cool yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see let's see how you do it and then they'll like the last question like well, how, how was it and i'll say well what were you going for that sort of thing so no it's it, and it's a lot of fun because then especially like if i'm with a scene partner and we want to like hey i want to try something right can i try something with you so i we did that a ton of young frankenstein uh casey kustak and oh, uh, yeah. alex nickham and i <laughs> we, were, we would we would just try stuff. w <laughs> yeah we would just try stuff like hey can we try this i'm like yes if i hate it i'll tell you i don't think i've ever hated it i'm like no that was cool i like frankenstein <laughs> yeah so just trying out stuff like that's been a lot of fun and yeah it's just you know getting to work together with those kind of people just makes it a lot of fun too because then it, it, you make it your own product and, and mm -hmm. it just really makes it more your own so that way you can be like yeah i was a part of that that was really cool all right before i get to those uh, questions of what would you be doing you know outside of arts and entertainment etc since you brought it up favorite mel brooks movie oh gosh i mean i grew up with space balls mm. if they made a space ball with you oh yeah i would love to do space balls the musical that would be amazing um, I would say Robin Hood Men in Tights was also a big favorite of mine yeah. growing up too. But I've I've expanded my horizons. Like I've looked at earlier stuff than that. Even High Anxiety is actually really funny. That is one of my favorites. Yeah, 
And then climb, um, you son of a bitch, yeah. climb. <laughs> and then silent movie. Yeah. It's also very good. Yeah. I just love that there's only one one line, one line that's spoken and it's not no. who you expect. I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> no. it. Go watch the movie. It's really good. <laughs> but just yeah, just oh, I mean, even like 37 chairs or whatever the one was called. Mm-hmm. Um, uh the really early one, like back in the sixties, was really good too. So and of course the producers. <laughs> yep, yep, oh. producers. I've been in a production of producers. Okay. I've been in Young Frankenstein. I've been yeah. I've done actually done quite a bit of Gene Wilder shows. I was in Willy Wonka as well. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. so I love Gene Wilder and all of those things. Oh, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. I fell in love with him as Willy Wonka. Yep. You know, the first time I ever saw that, and I think it was about uh, 10 years old, maybe. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, this is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this guy. Uh, and then Silver Streak, I thought was fantastic. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Loved him in that. All right. So here we go. Okay. The, the final two questions, how you answer question number one might determine whether we have to answer the second one. Okay. So the first one is when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? So I'm big into games, video games, okay. board games, card games. I actually, um, I coach an esports club at my high school. I actually started that. Like it wasn't something that already existed. It did not exist before I moved here. So I, I run an esports club. We're actually uh-huh. starting that here in the next week or so with uh, tryouts and informational meetings and stuff. So we'll do that throughout the bulk of the next yeah. three months or so. And then um, movies are big. I love reading. Um, I like to work out and do things like weight training, yoga. Um, mm. I have a bike that I like to ride when it's nice out. Um, I just and I, I just like going to hang out with people and seeing shows yeah. as, as well. So that's a lot of what I like to do. All right. So any other hobbies then? Um, I'm not really. I think that that's the the interests that I have are kind of along with the hobbies. The the big hobby that I have is theater, of course, and that's what I spend a lot of my time doing outside of work. But um, yeah, I would say, but but solo wise, like by myself, yeah, video gaming is probably one of the biggest things I like to do by myself. All right, Barry Longden, thank you so much for spending time. We appreciate you taking time to be on the show, and uh, best of luck in the future, whatever it might be down the road on the stage. Uh, because it's, it's always fun to see you on stage. So I look forward to no matter what role it is. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. All right. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. 
Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics inside Oscar's Mini Storage. Bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. He's jazzed to the eyeballs. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Crikey, mate. Thanks again to my guest, Barry Longden. As always, the biggest thank you goes to each of you that listen, download, and share and follow. Now, if you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Besides information about the show, you'll find out when Dave Holly Hour Trivia is going on at Chasers. For all 212 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. By the way, use the search function on our website to look up when your favorite artists have been on before and listen to any of those previous episodes. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts, Chasers Food and Spirits, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.